0: Hello, once again, coming at you from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo. I am joined, as always, with my best friend and my brother, Mr. Brandon Robertson. What's up, dude? Yo, yo, what's happening? Uh, Just, you know, enjoying life, enjoying this Thursday, because we've got something really special going on, the podcast, here for all of our listeners it is my pleasure to introduce from the Bouncing Souls, Mr. Greg Adenito. How's it going, Greg? Good. How are you doing, Angelo? How are you doing, Brandon?
1: Yo,
2: Greg. What's happening, my brother? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks of for
3: course.
0: being on here. You're actually in Chicago right now uh, getting yes. ready for a show, correct?
3: Yeah. I'm about to, after I talk to you guys, I got to go sound check.
0: So we're kind of warming up the vocals for you then, huh? yes so that's a good thing <laughs> we'll take credit for the set tonight because of that we know you're gonna be spot on as always uh yes. this is one of two shows that you've got in Chicago correct at double door that's right awesome is it uh what kind of venue is it i'm not familiar
3: it's um it's kind of your let's see it's probably a four five four to six hundred capacity nice and it's it's a bar, I think it's been around for a while. It's a cool little spot.
0: Awesome, you guys play in Chicago often?
3: We've played here starting probably in the mid 90s in all kinds of venues here. We've played, um, played probably the Metro, was like a pretty famous venue that we played probably most. It's right across the street from Wrigley Field, which is yeah. kinda cool.
0: Yeah, you guys have definitely
2: been around the music scene for a long time, so I'm sure you've seen a lot of really cool places. What's the energy like in Chicago right now coming off a World Series win? I mean, what's it feel like?
3: Well, it actually feels really good because the w- the weather is unseasonably nice right now. It's, yep. it's actually really warm and sunny, so um,
0: it's been nice uh, just walking around. Absolutely. And Brandon, you know, I'm surprised that you asked that question. Brandon's from Cleveland, so his beloved Indians actually lost to the Chicago yeah. Cubs in the World Series. He's taken it pretty well, though.
2: Nah, I mean, well, you win good. some, you lose some, you know.
3: <laughs> that's good. I, I actually, I haven't followed it too closely, but um, I think it's pretty awesome the Cubs won, you know.
0: Hey, it's been a long time coming for them, 108
2: for sure. years since they've won yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a championship.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Greg, for one second, I I know you guys do a ton of interviews, which is fantastic. Um, We're going to ask you some questions hopefully you've never been asked before, but we're going to definitely get some of the cliche out of the way maybe. Uh, Let's just take a second and pretend like some of our listeners have never Mm -hmm. heard of the Bouncing Souls. Give us a little background on how the band got started, things like that.
3: Okay. um, Well, we are pretty much a high school band that stayed together for almost 30 years so um you know we 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 were buds in high school we all liked punk rock and hardcore music and we went out to shows together in the 80s when there was a, a ridiculous amount of amazing shows happening in New Jersey and New York City area when I think about it now like I didn't really realize it until I looked at some of the the shows we went to and all the bills and the bands that were coming through at that time so it was a special time and and we all kind of came and were born from that time together and we just followed our creative spirit and um just kept like working on being a, a punk band and, and expressing ourselves in, in, in a way that we felt felt right to us and um it's been such a wild and long journey i don't even know where to to go from there we uh put out our own records at first and then we signed to byo in southern california and then to epitaph and we've ended up touring internationally and we still do and we've been haven't stopped i mean we've uh we put on the brakes a little bit here and there right but uh we haven't broken up or, uh, you know, stopped what we do. And, uh, it's been like
0: 27, 28 years. I know, which is fantastic. Marriages don't even last that long these days. So that's, uh, it's, and it's rare for bands too. Um, so You know, there's so many bands, especially in this digital age of technology. There's bands coming Mm -hmm. and going nonstop. When you guys first started in the very late 80s and early 90s, getting on your feet, what were Mm -hmm. your goals? You couldn't have foreseen that this kind of impact was going to happen. Where were you guys mentally at at the beginning?
3: No, we we had no concept. We were, I think we were, and we still do, you make a small goal. You know, like the first goal was like, okay, let's see if we can put on our own show at the, you know, um, at the little hall in our hometown. And that was like our goal. You know, we got, we had some, uh, you know, some funny stuff, amazing stuff happens from, you know. From the very beginning, people helping us out. We, we had a teacher who actually gave us $120 to rent a PA system when we were in high school. Wow. And that was like huge to us. It was a big deal. She was a teacher and she actually used to go out to punk shows. It was one of those things that were like this anomaly of a high school teacher that was like into the underground scene because back then it was really underground too. So that was kind of out of the ordinary. And um, so all those things we just took one by one like as a goal so it was like put on a show and the next like okay we want to write some songs right we want to record some songs how can we record some songs we need to go on this trip to dc and philadelphia let's uh you know save money for that or whatever we had to do and we really took one little goal at a time
0: and then um they just kept growing you know so at what point and we ask this of a lot of the bands that we talk to. You know, mm-hmm. there's a tipping point where you're the grind is always there. You're always working hard, and you guys show your work ethic. You know, throughout mm-hmm. the last decades, but there's a tipping point yeah. I think where a band realizes and the fans realize, like, hey, not only is is this band here for a long time and 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 doing things, but the Bouncing Souls specifically has created a lasting impact on music and in particular in the punk rock genre, when did Mm -hmm. you guys all realize that you were actually a part of this movement and creating that kind of impact?
3: Well, thank you, first of all, for that. Um, And um, I think it probably had to be those kind of conversations popped up and that feeling kind of popped up probably 10 to 15 years in. So it was, you know, think of it that way. We had done at least four records, maybe five records in that we felt like not only did we, have we committed to something that we didn't want to stop, but it felt like, you know, the world knew that, you know, like this band's good. They're making decent records. And um, now we have four or five records under our belt that people are, are connecting to. And that makes a stamp on the world. I think, you know, two to three, you can still kind of come and go. But we just, I think maybe after the fifth into the sixth record, kind of had
2: those feelings. Well, there's no doubt you you have a stamp on, on the world, and specifically punk rock. But who 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 gave that stamp to you? I mean, who, who gave you the inspiration to even start doing it? Not necessarily the, the, you know, Bouncing Souls, but just you in general, Greg, you know, who, um, who stamped you? You mean
3: as far as musicians?
2: Yes, or artists, or, I mean, there's no real restrictions, just who who kind of inspired inspired you.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, there were definitely some pivotal moments. I mean, um, like I said, like in those early, early days in the 80s when I first started going out to shows, there was a a handful of shows that I probably went to in the course of three three or four years that really – uh, had an impression like for example um i saw toots in the maytals uh, in trenton new jersey i saw fishbone
1: yeah back then fishbone. they were
3: one of one of the most amazing bands uh back then and like they're good still but i i they, i can't say they're as awesome as they used to be <laughs> <laughs> but i i love them i really love them and um government issue and this is i think i like to it's like a, a real smattering of way different bands too, and I think that's so important to to note because back then we as as individuals all loved how different it was. You'd go to a show and there'd be really drastically different bands, and it was a normal thing. And now it's like it's I sort of miss that a little bit, you know, because people are very it's very segregated, specific, yep. yeah, and it's it breaks up the Truly to me, it's like the, the punk spirit because, you know, it, it's not about, you know, being a certain style or sounding a certain way like that, that's actually not punk to me. It's about right. expressing individuality, which so that's what it's, the fact that that's not sometimes celebrated is annoying to me. It's like we're <laughs> supposed to be celebrating individuality here. That's what it's all about. So, um. So again, back to, you know, a few more bands like um, like Fugazi, I saw yeah. opened up for them. That was just a huge moment, you I know, bet. like being on the same platform as them, like, wow, we're opening up on this playing on the same stage. It was like a very mental thing that like it's like, wow, we're actually doing this. And that was like probably '89 80, that happened. So that was a huge moment. And um, all those little things it bumped us up and inspired us to keep going. And um, they're really important. Uh, the replacements. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So just to name a few uh, that seeing those bands really moved me and, um, and, uh, and it, it inspired us to, 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 keep doing it.
0: One of Brandon and my, um, my favorite artists is actually mm-hmm. Lou Reed and. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm sure, just by knowing your music and everything, I would I would have to think that Lou Reed is is an artist that you can appreciate as well too. I would think, right?
3: Oh yeah, um, Velvet Underground was among the like probably 20 or 30 records I owned in high school. I didn't have a huge record collection. Like two or three of them were Velvet Underground. I played them all the time. And uh, Brian, I have a funny Velvet Underground story. Brian and nice. I, we had this job where way in the early days new brunswick when we lived in new brunswick just after high school we moved out and we had this job where we were kind of like delivery guys for this like guy so we pretty much had to wait around we were like on call at this guy's place and he would call when a delivery came in and we would make the delivery but he was just starting out so he barely got any deliveries <laughs> but he had a record player and the velvet underground record was our favorite one that he had so we Tripped out on Velvet Underground record for hours. You know, <laughs> we would just sit and listen to that because there, you know, there wasn't much else there. Right. TV, there, we want to watch TV and there's no phones and we just listen to records. So um, deep influence for us as well.
0: Yeah. Killer. Glad to hear that. Uh, there's some connection there because I definitely, you know, get, you know, little tidbits of it throughout the music. Now, to to make mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a transition, part of the reason why. Brandon and I really wanted to talk to you and have you on the spinning thoughts podcast is because not only have you guys been around for so long and made such a lasting impact, but you guys are still doing it and not just recycling what you've done, which even if you were to Mm -hmm. go that route, people would love it and it'd be awesome, but you're still making Mm -hmm. new music. So in July of this year of 2016, Mm -hmm. the bouncing souls released their, I want to say 10th studio album called simplicity, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that. That's a big milestone. Thank you, the no Double-digit albums. So Thank you. Oh, for sure. And it's awesome, and it seems like it touches back on your roots a little bit more, but what was the band trying to accomplish with the album's simplicity?
1: Well,
3: um, I think we had a lot of, you know, stops and starts after the course of being a band for 15-plus years, you know. It was... Um, I think at that point it's it's a challenge to 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 try to um to like how we started this when we were in high school and like part of what people loved about us was our like 22-year-old spirit that was like right. expressing itself you know and we're not but we're not those people anymore and so but we're we're also that's still a part of us you know so i think for a little while we were like you know we're not, we can't write the same songs, but we have that spirit is still inside of us. Why is it hard to access now? So I think we kind of went through this like period of growing up, and that's part of growing up. And it's just our version of it being in a band. So I think, you know, we all hit our 30s and we're like, okay, we don't, we're not kids anymore. We got, you know, we're trying to, we got to be responsible and live in the world. And, but we still don't want to lose our youthful spirit. So, I think having the bouncing souls and making it work and come in full circle like with a record like this where we i think we have really achieved probably what we've been trying to get back to in the last two or three records without being like you say like without being completely retro where we're just repeating ourselves right we've you know we've we tapped back into the spirit that people love about summer vacation, our record, so how I spent my summer vacation and, right. how, and Anchors Away. But we didn't like intentionally do that. Like, okay, we want to make that record again. And then any people can hear it in a second. If you really like do that, that's when it's not genuine, you know, so we, we literally just were like, okay, we want to write songs that we will want to play.
0: Right. (laughs) It sounds crazy. no. you deserve to after this long, you know? Yeah.
3: So it sounds crazy, but you know, a lot of times we would write songs and they ended up being like songs that we wouldn't want to play. So we really kept that in mind as we were writing. And then the other two factors, I think, that were kind of contributed to the spirit of this record that's special is um george rubello joined the band and right he, he kind of brought a fresh energy in for all of us and we produced it with a uh, good friend john seymour who, who produced summer vacation and anchors away so those factors in our collective spirit i think made for a pretty cool record
0: and i actually wanted to just touch upon george's input on the band and the album and that was a couple questions ahead so I'm glad you mentioned it let's just jump into it so he's been with mm-hmm. the band for a little while at this point now but this was his uh-huh. first album yeah. with the band correct correct so what was the what was it like with George like transitioning into like the studio environment just gelling with the you know, the three other guys in the band, how smooth was that, especially within the studio and in preparation and during the recording of Simplicity?
2: And does George have creative input that that goes into songwriting or, you know, something like that? Yeah.
3: Well, um, I think to say, let's say, first of all, when George joined the band, he had a pretty colossal task to tackle. I mean, (laughs) we were asking him to learn over a hundred songs. Oh, like for close sure. To 120 songs. So, and, and, you know, from the minute, number one, we were just buds with George. Like we've been friends with him forever. So that was like such a major factor in, in wanting him, us wanting him to be in the band with us because, uh, um, we knew we, we got along with him and we knew he was a great drummer. So it was like, all those things were automatic with George. So the rest was just sort of like, taking our time and allowing george to like just take his time you know right so we had a good a good year and a half of doing some odd gigs not any touring really just like weekends and um rehearsals and stuff for about a year and a half um before we even got started talking about getting together and writing songs but that's pretty much how we did it and we 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 took our time we said okay well we're going to have a few writing sessions and we'll just make a record when we feel like it, you know, we're not going to set a deadline. And that's what we did. We just like, if we did like a weekend of shows or a festival, if I was in Jersey, we would like, we're like, let's book like two or three days out. We'll all just hang out and we'll, we'll do, have a few writing sessions and then we would record our ideas and then we'd be like, okay, see you guys in a month or something. Yep. And that's what, that's what we we did that for like, probably a year, year and a half again. So that rounded us out to a point where we're like, hey, you know, maybe we're we're in the in the territory to like, got seven, eight tunes. And it's like, that's when we just like, let's book some studio time. And that's what we did. We, it was literally no pressure, no deadline. And that also had a big factor um, in, in the spirit of the music. You know, we, we just did it because we wanted to do it. We weren't like, in the past, you know, we were like, OK, we toured for two years on this record. It's time right. to start writing and make a new record and book the studio time. And um, we, we stopped that train going and, and it's made it it's it's made a big difference for us. So.
0: Sometimes bands with like their agreements with their management and labels and stuff are contractually obligated to create albums and records have you guys ever been in that position Uh, clearly that's not the situation with simplicity but have you guys ever been in that position before
3: yes we did have um contractual obligations to epitaph to put give them you know x amount of records that we had done but you know they weren't pressuring us to do it you know so it wasn't like you know we were you know, we, we could do it in on our own time. So there wasn't any yeah.
0: stress or pressure in those scenarios to push something out. No, we only put the pressure on ourselves, Yeah, you know,
3: so which was fine. And it was a good learning experience. And we really dictated our our pace.
0: It's healthy but for but we, a band you know,
3: to do that. It is. And we learned from it. And, you know, we, we learned that, you know, our pace needed to change, you know, but after a while it was like, okay, we got to change this. It worked for a while, but now it's time to change, you know?
0: So listening to the bouncing souls music and especially the album simplicity, it takes me back to like a different time. So Mm -hmm. to like, it makes me feel younger and free energetic. Mm -hmm. So why, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a common feeling that your music creates it's fantastic. So why do you think your music accomplishes this? And, and and on a, another note, how does your music make you feel? Well, that's cool, man. It's a cool question. Um, well,
3: it, it, you're also touching on that. That's something that's sort of like the unexplainable thing. You know, like um, I, I definitely can acknowledge, you know, there's a chemistry about me, Pete and Brian in the spirit that we've sort of intuitive thing, spirit, spirit thing that we've kind of always let us sort of guide us as a group. And, and and I've seen it in other bands and, and that's why I recognize it. And I think many people who love music and are deeply moved by music and feel music, you can, you can, you can hone in on a band and you can feel that energy and you can see that they're doing something they're moving the molecules of the, of the room in a way that, you know, not just any band does. So with that acknowledged, that sort of unexplainable thing, um, it comes from deep down, you know, it's, it's a desire to bring that out into the world, I think. And it's, it's, um, it's something like that's even more in a sense, real about us, right? Like, our true selves being that you're truly joyful spirit energetic self like that's who we really are it's not like this like rat race world we're in like this isn't who we really are so i think that's why people are like holy shit, you know when you get that one of those musical experiences you're like what the fuck, man that was amazing <laughs> And then you're like, what? Why isn't life like that all the time? Or, you know, I think we're reconnecting with that because to go take it again deeper, you know, we're spirits and we're living on an earthly plane in a physical world. And um, that's part of our experience. So we're experiencing this physical side of the world. But when we tap into that spirit side of ourselves, you know you really get that that feeling of recognition it's amazing and i think you know that's part of what we do part of who we are and we've been able to find a way to translate it to people and i think that's who everyone is you know so that's why we all connect in that way and it sort of seems to be our gig you know
2: now Greg uh, I uh, <clears throat> I see that the album's titled Simplicity and I've kind of made my own connections as to maybe why or you know just connections that I feel with the music when hearing it and the title uh, yeah. t- tell me why it's named simplicity
3: Well we like I said in the beginning we were like we said we want to make right real short simple songs that we feel good about from a to z you know we don't want to be bored because as soon as you're playing a song and you would feel like okay this is boring me we would stop and be like okay why let's let's move let's not even go any further which in the past we might have been like let's just let that let's force that into being and so that with that spirit we were kicking around different titles and then um you know we were actually re- tracking in the studio and i think uh, brian the bass player might have. Uh, we were writing stuff on the board we had a dry erase board and we had like you know just a big stack of random some completely ridiculous titles and some decent ones all just up there on the board and i think brian wrote up simplicity and that stuck for a couple days to the point where the rest of them just went away and then brian just like was inspired and he just went on his laptop he started creating some art ideas and then all of a sudden, it was like, there it is. Okay, it looks cool. It's Now it's looks like it's starting to look like a cover even. So that's pretty much how I was born. It was the spirit of a simple song and how powerful it can be. And like our quest for that, that never-ending quest to create something that's got that impact in such a simple way. And I think and, everybody yeah,
0: throughout awesome. their lives is even just searching... For a little bit more simplicity as you get older, yes. you know, just uh-huh. life gets so complicated. And so yes. the music that you guys create, I think, reflects that simplicity and that mm-hmm. that carefree lifestyle. It definitely mm-hmm. reflects throughout, I think, your entire career as a band. But some, the album simplicity certainly gives off those um those feelings and, and emotions, yes. which is fantastic. Now I'm going to make a slight transition here because we're going to play a song from the album simplicity for our listeners. Sure. But is there a, we have a song in mind that we're going to play, but is there a, mm-hmm. a p- particular single off of simplicity that you guys consider as like, you know, the main focal point of the album? Um, This is also a, sort of a funny territory because with, for us sometimes When you make
3: a record, I feel like you're like the last person to pick the single
1: because
3: you're (laughs) just—they're all singles to
0: you. (laughs) Yeah,
3: you're so deep in in it. You're so been toying around with these songs in different ways. You you really don't have an objective perspective anymore. So yeah, I don't even like being involved in that process. I mean, I like to hear what other people say, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, sometimes there's pretty obvious two or three that are in that territory, but then. You know, usually I'm surprised by people. So, for example, we made a video for the song "Up to Us," which I thought was great, and and the label liked that as a single, and they they asked us to make a video
0: for it, and we were stoked about it. We're like, yep. yeah, we like it. And that's the closing track of the album.
3: Yes, and then surprise, not totally surprisingly, but a pleasant surprise to me was uh, people are really liking the song "Writing on the Wall." Yes, which which um barely made it (laughs) oh no it was one of those songs we had written at the very last minute we didn't know where it was it was just like parts and um we had 10 other songs that needed that were ahead of the on the line and so you know that song was like one quick choice away from being just just thrown out because we didn't have time but we could put a few extra a couple extra hours into it up the tempo and then it was like a couple little tweaks then suddenly it was like it started to become awesome but that's a fun surprise for me to see that song that
0: was like the rookie out of nowhere the underdog of the album came through Exactly. <laughs> one of my favorite songs on the album, and this isn't the one we're about to play, but I just want to say to you, since I have you on the phone, I love Satellite. Yeah. I think that song cool. stands out on the album. It it carries its own kind of weight. I just think it's a fantastic song, so congrats on that one. Who was Thank the um, driving force behind the... Cre- Is there someone who drives the creation of these songs, in particular, Satellite? Um. The,
3: um, the song Satellite in
0: particular was...
3: I, I, it was came from an idea I had a, a couple years ago, but let me insert that. Um, usually, with the Bouncing Souls, there's kind of a primary songwriter. Like, uh, someone will have like either a title or a verse and maybe a couple of chords, and then they will bring it to the group, and then usually it it turns into something completely different. So we're very much collaborators in that way, and that really happens with every single song we do. So, you know, I can look back on all our songs and you can always sort of pick out like whether it was me or Pete or Brian or sometimes Pete and Brian, who are like, the, I call it just the primary person who right. kind of has that initial idea, but then it always becomes a big collaboration. So in, for Satellite in particular, it was me. I, I was inspired um, by the just the idea was like looking at the stars and seeing satellites. And, you know, just as a metaphor... Of,
0: you know, as human beings, as satellites, you know, it it we all are just trying <laughs> yeah. to connect and network and you know find yeah. you know you know the next um the next satellite to 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 touch you know
3: exactly. So I thought it was a fun metaphor to play around with, and then it it was born into that song.
0: That's awesome. Glad uh you could uh, elaborate <laughs> on that. Now we. I've been alluding to it for a couple minutes. So what we're going to do right now for everybody listening is we're going to play a song in its entirety off of the Bouncing Souls' newest album released this July of 2016, Simplicity. The song is Hero Zero. You down with that, Greg? Sounds great. Brandon, what do you think? Let's do it. All right. So let's check it out right now by the Bouncing Souls' Hero Zero.
1: To see. We're the liberators and we're the slaves
0: So that was Hero Zero by The Bouncing Souls off of their new album, Simplicity, which was released in July of 2016. Brandon, what'd you think of it?
2: I love it, man. Th- this whole album's fantastic.
0: It's uh, it's a core punk rock song. It's catchy. It's melodic. I can't get it out of my head. Greg, do you have any thoughts on the song Hero Zero to share? Uh, yeah.
3: Um, this was a song that was really fun because I think it shows... George's presence in uh, in the uh, yep. the songwriting and you know on the new record um, I think a funny just on this song I'll give you one moment in the creation of it that was pretty fun perfect. Brian started start playing that bass line pretty much and or something very close to it and we're all like that sounds cool and he stops and he goes uh, what what would the replacements do? <laughs> right And then George George just with a very quick response Says um, Oh they would swing it And he starts playing that beat
0: Nice Everyone and asks themselves WWRD What would the replacements do Exactly we need a t-shirt <laughs> There's an idea That might be the next uh, t-shirt for the Bouncing Souls Right <laughs> That's a
3: great idea <laughs>
0: So that's a a cool creation of the song Hero Zero. It's one of my favorite alongside Satellite. So we were very, really happy to um, be able to play it for everyone listening. Now, another reason, Greg, why we're chatting with you here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. We're based out of Pittsburgh. So we try to pay tribute to the city and the growing music scene. You guys, the Bouncing Souls, are playing at the legendary Mr. Smalls Theater. In yep. Pittsburgh, this Sunday, November 20th at 7 p.m., and you're playing with the Flatliners, which they're also a rad band. They're playing with you tonight, right? Yes. So they're on a couple dates with you and mm-hmm. uh, a few other bands. Do you, the Bouncing Souls, do you guys play in Pittsburgh often? We have in the past
3: played there many times, um, and we played uh, Mr. Smalls oh, at, cool. least for, for, for at least three or four times. I maybe love Mr. More. Smalls.
0: It's a good venue. Yeah. I love it. it.
3: It's it's a great space. You know, um, sounds good. It, it's great. Um, we haven't been there in a while, and it's just because we haven't really done any extensive U.S. touring in about three or four years. So we really, right. it's kind of fun going back to a lot of the places that we, like, for example, Chicago and Cleveland. We hadn't been to Cleveland in a long time. So it was great. Were you I'm playing in Cleveland
2: to, at the Agora?
3: We played at the Agora last night. Oh, nice. hell
2: yeah. How was it? It, <laughs> it was yeah. great.
0: We both asked we're, it at the same time.
3: Yeah, yeah. I guess Cleveland's real close to Pittsburgh, so yeah, and that's um, my, my, my hometown. You, that's
0: where I grew up. Cool.
3: Yeah, it was great to be back there. You know, we haven't been there to the Agora in over ten years. I think we haven't played in Cleveland much, so um, it felt really good. I think a lot of people were. You could feel the enthusiasm because we hadn't been there in so long.
0: What are your thoughts on Pittsburgh in general, if you have any, and uh, you know what are your thoughts on the music scene around Pittsburgh, uh, if you know much about it?
3: Um. Well, um, I uh, a pivotal when I think of Pittsburgh, I think of Club Laga.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay.
3: Um, we played there, had great shows there. You know, It, it was like a whole era of really good shows we probably played there at least four four times you know over the course of five six seven years or whatever and um and then the whole era of, of mr smalls and i i think we must have played a place or two in between but um it's just one of those places that always
0: loved us so i have great memories of it you know Awesome. We're thrilled to have you in the city, too, coming up here Sunday.
2: Have you ever had the yes. opportunity, Greg, to play at uh, the Altar Bar? It's a venue that just closed down uh, a couple of months ago, and I think they were around for 10 years or so. I don't remember. It doesn't mean I didn't actually play there. <laughs> it's, it was one
0: of many venues. It did just close, but there's still a ton around the city, so... Uh, And Mr. Smalls is one of the um, very important ones in the city. Now, Greg, every time we have an artist or a band on the podcast, we try to create a segment based off of that band just to kind of pay tribute to them and have a little fun. So we we created a new segment. It's going to be done for the first time here today, and it's called Bouncing Thoughts. It's a little bit of a play on the band title, The Bouncing Souls, and the podcast title, Spinning Thoughts. So cool. here's the name of the game. Don't make it too complicated. Uh, basically, we just, we're just we going to just say a word or a phrase to you, and we mm-hmm. want you to just kind of give us the first word or s- short sentence that comes to mind. Okay. Rapid, off, rapid fire. Off the cuff, okay? Okay. All right. Brandon, you want to take the first
2: one? Yeah, I'll take the first one. Here we go. Uh, bouncing thoughts. Take one. Pink Floyd.
3: Dark side of the moon.
2: <laughs> Killer. <laughs> punk rock
3: um, just a, a life a way of life nice cool. Donald Trump oh the um, the embodiment of all that is
0: not good about the world
1: right now.
0: <laughs> it's not too soon to say that either uh, next on bouncing thoughts segment The United States of America. Um, Hijacked. (laughs) I was going to say in trouble, but hijack works (laughs) even better. Um, Whiskey. Sorry, Brandon. I cut you off. Whiskey.
3: Um, It's a tasty beverage.
2: (laughs)
0: Guitar.
3: Uh, Just uh, love. I love them. I love guitars.
0: Golf. I like golf. I love golf too. Are you any good? I'm
3: okay. All right. I, when I was uh, when I was really young, my grandfather taught me how to play.
0: Nice, Brandon. Take Killer. the next one.
2: Uh, technology. I love
0: it and I hate it. <laughs> and and on a side note, not to we still have a few more in the segment, but the bouncing souls started out when technology and in particular social media was not relevant or existing whatsoever in the yeah. you know evolution of a band. What's it like to 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 be like a before and after in that scenario?
2: Because I, I I'm no historian, but this is right around the time that it started switching from analog to digital. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I think our time period of existence
2: is 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 probably
3: a good window of like you know where we started. It was still you know we behaved in a way that a lot of bands from the '70s and '60s still we kind of just were on the same playing field when we first started, and now you know we're in a completely different world it literally is like a different universe we're on a different dimension
0: like it um, sure is and and it speaks to your longevity as a band you know
3: yeah so uh, just the fact that all of us i mean humanity has just completely shifted from you know we're all carrying these like powerful computers in (laughs) our hands and like it's just it's crazy to even think about it like my 80s self whatever. <laughs> you never you have no you can't even dream it you no. know what i mean so um it, it's it's sort of like anything i say is it's kind of not even going to be able to explain from going back to that point um how things have changed and and of course i, I like i said i have a love-hate relationship with it because certain things I don't even want to say the word lost because they're still with us, but they are, there's a charm and a spirit of life that is being clouded by our technology. And, um, that's the truth. I'm hoping, you know, we're going through a little weird growing pains and it might be, I might be like hundreds of years
0: before humanity figures this stuff out. But, um, hopefully, you know, it'll get there you to know? tie it'll it keep... back to the album simplicity. I mean, like we said, yeah. people are searching and seeking simple meaning in their life. So, you know, hopefully yeah. at some point people will revert back to a more simple way of, um, communicating, connecting, living, loving, yes. breathing. Well, people have you
2: know? been trying to figure that out since the beginning of time
3: though, man. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And I think now we just have all these, you know, different, forms of communicating which like it make it a little more complicated
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh-huh
0: so back to to finish out a, a couple more for the bouncing thoughts segment um again okay. one word short phrase i went off on a tangent my apologies the next word is aliens
3: um they're out there man.
0: or <laughs> or
3: or they're out there And they're right here. I was just going
0: to say that or they're right. They're with us right now.
2: (laughs) Brandon, take the next one. All right. Life. Did you say lunch? (laughs) No, but I am starving. Life.
3: Oh, um, it's big, man. It's full of everything. It is a pain in the ass. It's amazing. You know, it's like it's everything. Death. Um,
0: it's, it's, it's okay. (laughs) It's inevitable. Easy enough. Death
3: is, death is good. It's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to it.
0: (laughs) We all are touring. Touring. Um,
3: (laughs) it's kind of the same thing. I hate it. (laughs) I love it. Um, too much of it's no good. Not enough of it's no good. Um, it's been my life. So it's, it's been a huge part of my life. Yeah.
2: Next, uh, zombies.
0: Um, um, they're fun too. <laughs> Scary but fun. And the final thought or phrase in our brand new segment, "Bouncing Thoughts," inspired by the Bouncing Souls, is the Bouncing Souls.
3: Oh, I, I guess you know I have to put it, stack up all those other words into my answer, like life, <laughs> um, guitars. Um yeah, it's been it's touring with a, a huge part Exactly. It's all those things. It's piled it pile of all the other words right into it.
2: Nicely said. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we're rounding
0: the corner to concluding this amazing episode of the Spinning Thoughts podcast with Greg from The Bouncing Souls. And again, we want to thank you, but we'd like for you to just reflect for a moment here, Greg, on your life and what you've accomplished musically. And and you know, I don't know what it's like to be. And I'll say it because it's true, a famous musician. I don't know what it's like to be that, but I'm Mm -hmm. sure that it's hard to see maybe from your perspective just how much of an impact you, the rest of the guys in the band, and just the Bouncing Souls in general have had on punk rock and on music in Mm -hmm. general. But if you could go back and do all of this again, all the memories you have in your head that some know, that some will never know, to go back and do it all again with the Bouncing Souls, would you do it? Yes, I would. Would you change Absolutely. anything?
3: Yeah, the only thing I would change would be I would not be as neurotic. not as neurotic. I think, yeah, I, I you know I spent a lot of time, even if it was in my mind, you know having anxiety and not really you know being able to control. My anxiety about things that, looking back, you know, it was it was a waste of my time and energy to have anxiety about. And uh, by having that anxiety, I, I wasn't able to really communicate so well, and and made some situations that more difficult when they didn't have to be. So, in the end, I think I did my best, so I don't regret it. Um, but I, I see how I've grown from those experiences, and I don't think. It was bad, but if I was to do it again, I would try to like insert that little chip into my head and be like, "You don't need to be have that this <laughs> anxiety."
2: Now, Greg, uh, I have been Angelo and myself. Actually, we've been playing music together uh, since 2007. So, I've been cool. trying to uh, create punk rock you know, for a long time in my life. Um, yeah. What advice do you give people like me or to, to anybody, uh, to future punk rockers, future generations of people that are starting a band? Piece of advice, what is it?
3: Well, um, I think when you're creating anything, it, it's, about, it's about saying something, you know? So you can really get lost in, like, the instrumentation and the amplifiers and the people you're around and, and the context that you're putting it on, your mind will go everywhere else, but what's most important. And I think you could, you know, the, the greatest songwriters and creators, they'll take an entire lifetime creating things. And then they really becoming really good at something like that is when you're just able to like, let go of all those things, and be able to reach, you know, that part of you that just wants to say something. And um, it's not an easy thing to do. It's almost so simple. It's kind of annoying. It's so simple. But um, if if that's possible to to like, get inside of yourself and be like, okay, I just want to say something without any, any, you know, for any, not for no other reason, for no intention of other than, I just need to say this thing because it feels good to me. And in that way, it's a self-indulgent thing, but it also is connecting with something bigger, I think. And, um, when you, when you find that place, it's really self-satisfying. And I think sometimes it can be really satisfying for other people who either listen to the music or see that art that's been created through that feeling. And, um, I think that was a pretty long-winded answer, but I no, think that's
1: about it. It's, no, it's
0: a perfect answer. It was perfect and we're grateful for it. Now, Greg, we're, you know, I always get a little emotional at the end of a podcast. I feel like the three of us have connected, you know, we're basically best friends at this point. Uh, but yeah. it is time to um, you know, say goodbye and go our, you know, separate ways. You guys are going to be jamming out in Chicago here this evening and we wish you all the best and and like we said earlier in the podcast you will be in the city of Pittsburgh this Sunday November 20th at Mr. Small so we're looking forward to seeing that so Greg yep. um before we let you go is there anything that you want we we we're not afraid to be you know allow you to be shameless in plugging yourself so we'd like to let you kind of just like hey you know where can you know people find you what do you want to say about the bouncing souls as we sign off
3: um well, first of all, I want to thank you guys. I have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Genuinely. Good man. Um, I'm looking forward to the show in Pittsburgh. That's going to be great. And we um, too
2: are looking forward to it. Yep.
3: Yeah. Check out um, check out our record out there if you haven't yet. You know, you can sample it online and see if you like it. And also, I have a children's music project called Playdate, which yep. you can also check out if you have. Um, some kids, or you have family that has some young kids, and that's also a project that I'm really proud of. It's going really well. It's called, what's it
2: called one more time?
3: It's called Playdate, and our website is I Love
0: Playdate.com. Awesome, and that's with your wife, right? Correct, fantastic. Shanti, yes, fantastic. And Shanti
3: also has a, a new record, which also
0: I want to plug that. While, Please while do because I want to check it out. Yeah, what is it? Um,
3: you could just check out shanti it's called love and
0: other tragedies awesome do you have any like do you guys collaborate in that regard like if she's releasing an album did you have any any input on it um on that particular collection of music i was pretty much just like a
3: cheerleader i was (laughs) like that's a great song you should got you should go like you should keep going with that like that's pretty much all I did. And you know, that's an important job, but I actually didn't do any like songwriting or anything like that. And, um, the project is really cool. She uh, collaborated with a much, a bunch of great musicians and, uh, two producers that we're really good friends with. And it's a cool, cool recording.
0: Awesome. Lots of stuff for our listeners to check out. So Greg from the bouncing souls, we've got play date, uh, with his wife, Shanti and her new album. What is the name again? love
3: and other tragedies
0: there we go and you can check out simplicity their new album and the bouncing souls on tour in a few other cities is rounding things off greg make sure you stay on the line we're going to sign off but we want to say bye to you off the air but hey thank you so much for joining us here today
2: thanks guys no doubt see you later man bye
0: once again, we want to thank Greg Adanito for joining us here from the Bouncing Souls on a special episode 15 on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. Brandon, what do you got on your mind?
2: I think that Greg is great. I think the Bouncing Souls are great. I think this album, Simplicity, is great. And I think this show coming up Sunday is going to be great. I, I There's can't a wait lot for of
0: greatness it. going around. The Bouncing Souls have been around for a while. They will be around for a while. You can check them out in the city of Pittsburgh at Mr. Smalls on Sunday, November 20th at 7 p.m. with the Flatliners. Of course, if you haven't listened to their new album, or if you have, check it out again. Simplicity was released July of this year, 2016. While you're checking out The Bouncing Souls, make sure you are subscribing to the Spinning Thoughts podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter. Our website is spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast, this is Angelo.
2: And signing off from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast, World Music Megaplex here at Evergreen Studios, this is Brandon. Peace. Peace out. shooting star changes the night,
1: for light, the